0: This is your explicit content warning. Please put your headphones on or be prepared to explain this ridiculousness to innocent bystanders.
1: Earmuffs, children. Ooh, I took some MILF. What the hell's that? M I L F. Mom, I'd like to. F- yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh,
0: yeah. MILF. 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 Welcome to The Secret Life of MILFs, the not-so-secret podcast about being liberated and
1: outspoken millennial moms. I'm Amy. And I'm that angry feminist, your racist uncle on Facebook warned you about, Lindsay. And today we are chatting about things and stuff. What are we talking about? (laughs) Some social media
0: stuff. And I think we should kick it off with the full and uncensored version of you getting fucked and fined in college because it has been specifically requested.
1: Yeah. After the last episode, I did get a few DMs asking me um, for the full story. And honestly, it's really not all that exciting. Um, But got to give the people what they want. I was recruited to play volleyball at a very small college. It was Baptist It had a lot of fucking rules. And had I known that before I signed my letter of intent, I might not have gone there and my life would have been completely different. But are you Baptist? You're not Baptist. No, I'm not Baptist. (laughs) I'm not religious at all. When we were at my grandma's house, we would sometimes go to Sunday school or like Easter Sunday service and stuff like that. But I'm not religious. I'm more agnostic than anything, of like, yeah, there's something, but we're
0: spiritual.
1: Yes. Mother nature is God. You know, like that yes. kind of thing. The universe and karma. And I feel like I got a little smattering of everything. <laughs> but they were going to pay me a shitload of money. Like I basically could go to college for free. But they had a lot of rules. So they had a all-female dorm, an all-male dorm, and one co-ed dorm. I did live in the co-ed dorm with a volleyball teammate, Nikki, who is a ray of fucking sunshine. Like... <laughs> She's a kindergarten teacher and she is just at a hundred all the time. She's just so much fun to be around. She's one of those people that like just feels like pure sunshine (laughs) and she's six foot tall and skinny and looks like a fucking supermodel. And we would change in front of each other. Like we talked about last time. I'm very open with my nakedness and things like that. And When she was naked in front of me, my eyes would go to her like six pack abs and she was small chested. So when I was naked, she would just go for my boobs. She would just stare at my boobs. So we always look at what we don't have. That's like the definition of friendship right there. You are admiring in your (laughs) friend what you do not have yourself. Yes, absolutely. So I am a very outgoing, loud, bubbly personality and so is Nikki. And she's beautiful. So I have this beautiful wing woman. <laughs> there were guy roommates that lived on the first floor. Nick and Shane. Nick liked Nikki. Shane liked me. And so the four of us would hang out a lot together in those like first few months of college and whatnot. And eventually, one thing led to another. <laughs> As they do. Shane-, <laughs> Shane and I started hooking up here and there. And one of the rules of this college was you could not have sex on campus unless you were married. Like they were big into (laughs) no premarital sex because they did have married couple dorms. Of course they did. Uh Uh-huh. So fucking weird. And they had intervisitation rules is what they called it. So after 8 p.m. or maybe 9 p.m. on weekdays, girls couldn't be on the Guy's floor or in the guy's dorms and vice versa. And on the weekends, it was after 11. You couldn't co mingle. So it was basically like prison and no <laughs> conjugal visits allowed. Yes, yes. Unless you were married, then it was okay. There was a fucking free for all. Because okay. then it's okay. Jesus said it's okay to fuck your wife, but you can't just fuck some random slut in college. But that's what college is it's hot sluts wanting to fuck. That's how you meet the person you're going to
0: marry the time
1: <laughs> if i if I had waited until I was married to have sex, I think I would have exploded. <laughs> but there was one night that I snuck down to Nick and Shane's room and Shane and I had sex on the bottom bunk while Nick was on the top bunk. and it was I think that may be a rite of passage for just
0: about everybody in college Honestly, because I yes. tell you what. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law went to town in a bunk directly above my head. Shut up! When <laughs> when, when we were freshmen in college, my sister-in-law was visiting. Shut up! Yeah, mm-hmm. that was That's... my first. That was my first impression of them, for the most part.
1: Oh my gosh! You're trying to be like conscientious of the, you know, so just trying to do it kind of slowly, so conscientious you're not in a bunk bed. <laughs> you're tra- you're trying. I was 18, okay slow jams. It was like making love to D'Angelo. Like we were just kind of just... And of course, it didn't last long. It's not like it was this big, huge
0: production or anything. That's the other thing with college men. Not super concerned about making
1: everything happen for the lady. No. And then I snuck back up to my room and of course, Nick, who was either jealous that he wasn't getting it, that, that Nikki didn't come down with me, or I don't know, was just telling people about it. The, <gasps> the RA overheard him talking about it, which then the RA had to tell the, you know, residence director. Bunch we of all got- fucking squealers. <laughs> Her name was Marjorie. First rule we- of fuck club. You don't <laughs> tell anybody. God, <laughs> fucking. Ah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd have to look him up and, and be like, did you do that out of jealousy? Were you, were you just butt hurt that I wasn't fucking you fucking or man. that you weren't fucking too? I don't know. Like, why you got to shame me? Why you got to tell stories about me? Because, because white heterosexual men that go to Baptist colleges. He's married to a pastor's daughter. Oh, God. He started losing his hair. So that's fucking karma. He had like that shaggy like surfer boy hair. Yes. And I remember looking him up on Facebook and he had no hair on top of his head. It's a tragedy. He probably has very vanilla sex too. You know what? Yeah. He probably has very polite sex with his wife. Mm -hmm. So RA had to tell the director who had to tell like the head of student living or whatever thing was. And I got pulled into the fucking office and interviewed and of course i lied about it they're like did you sneak down and have sexual relations with this person and i was like no who shit <laughs> who i don't even know who that is this is the fertility phase of the Undabelli tribe doesn't that mean anything to you no no <laughs> did you have sex in that boy's dorm room no of course not and, of course, they busted me for lying. They had all these other people, like, backing up. And, and maybe Shane sang, like, a canary. I don't know. Like, maybe they just fessed up, and maybe I was the only one lying. This gives me a lot of confidence, though, in your friendship. If I'm ever about to go down for something, oh, You'll I lie for me. Deny until you die, baby. That's right. Now, if they start pulling off my fucking toenails and pulling out my teeth, I don't know. No, I don't judge you for that. Go ahead. <laughs> start singing, baby. And so I was fined. for having sex in the dorms, $100 for lying about having sex in the dorms, and $25 for breaking inner visitation hours since I was on the boys' floor after whatever hour I wasn't supposed to be. Now, did he get fined as well? I don't know. Better have. At the very least. Maybe he didn't get fined the hundred dollars for lying about it if he was upfront about it. I don't know, but I know I did. and then so we had to then get creative and we would have sex off campus. That's actually my first accidental anal sex <gasps> was in the back seat of my car. Oh because we couldn't have sex in a bed like a normal person. God we were you know getting after it. And, you know, I'm tall. I've got long legs. So I'm bracing myself with one foot on the rear view mirror (laughs) and one one foot on like the passenger side window. And he's going to town and he pulls out a little too far. And when he thrusts it back in, he jammed it right up my butt. Oh God. And I screamed and he was like, oh my God, what? And I was like, you just put that in my butt. He said, oh my God, what? You couldn't tell the difference? He was like, I did? You (sighs) couldn't tell? And he was like, no, it feels, I mean, you had a condom on. So maybe in a condom, vaginas and buttholes don't feel any different. I don't know. I don't have a penis, but (laughs) I mean, and of course, maybe the condom, you can't really tell what you're sticking it into, but. Oh God. uh, So, yeah, that was on the corner of 26th and Hawthorne where I accidentally got butt raped. And there's a picture of me from college where I'm standing on that street corner making like an oops face, like oopsie. And like covering, like holding my butt Oh, (laughs) to commemorate the occasion of my first anal sex experience. Wait, hold on.
0: Did you go on to continue having sex with him after that? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, good.
1: Great. for a little bit it was just a very on again off again fuck buddy thing yeah you know that we would get drunk at parties and hook up and i think he was only there that first semester and then he's just dropped out and started working because then i started sleeping with most of the football team <laughs> <laughs> i had a thing i had a thing for the football players i think i fucked four of the football players <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and they were like all different shapes and sizes. One of them was a defensive lineman, one of them was a tight end, one was a short little stocky wide receiver. I think you were their wide receiver.
0: <laughs> Are you ready for the sound of your pre-teen years?
1: Welcome. You've got mail.
0: Kids oh, today that's...
1: won't understand. No, they will not. Stand. If you know, you know. I remember it's it's burned into my memory banks. It
0: is. Coming home from school, running to the computer,
1: dialing up on the new Macintosh.
0: <laughs> that's what, we had a Macintosh.
1: You had a Macintosh? We were we were a PC. I'm sure it was like dude, you got a Dell. I bet that's what I don't remember what we had, but we had a PC. And it was in the basement kind of family room, not private. It was still sneaking down in the middle of the night to, you know, pull my pants down and look at naked ladies. Oh my God. (laughs) The ripe age of. Thirteen or whatever, <laughs> I swear to God, I thought I invented masturbating once I discovered it because I remember telling my childhood best friend, shout out to Carla. I don't think you're listening, but <laughs> we've been friends since second grade. And I remember showing her like, <gasps> if you rub your underwear like this, it feels really good. I swear. I thought I, oh my I thought God. I invented it. You were the first person. Obviously. I was the first person. <laughs> No, like I and I had to tell her. I had to spread the word, spread the good word. <laughs> rub your clit like this. Only I didn't know that's what that was. No, but, of course
0: not. It's just this uh, magic button that no one's going to be able to find in fifteen for years. The rest of my life.
1: <laughs> I'm sweating. Why am I sweating? <laughs> oh my god! Talking about my best friend. <laughs>
0: I feel like, well, I was, now, as my mom will love to tell anybody that listens, oh, well, you
1: learned to do that when you were, like, two. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Were you, like,
1: humping your stuffed animals? Oh, like- my
0: God. Cabbage Patch Patrick. That poor thing has seen so many things. So many things.
1: <laughs> you violated your Cabbage Patch his, doll. His head. <laughs> You gave the old bush smush to a bald cabbage patch doll. Are you kidding me? It was a
0: beautiful moment. Okay. It was lots of beautiful moments.
1: <laughs> I mean, I love riding faces as much as the next girl, but I mean, Listen, hey, I got to <laughs> When you're five, you work with what you got. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's so, amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I
0: took a little left turn there at the corner of shame and masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) But what sparked my idea initially to talk about social media when we were growing up was an article I found about Instant Messenger ending in 2017. Pour one out. Yeah. 20 years. Had a good run. I was trying to explain to kids that I was subbing something about this, and they're just looking at me like I had three heads I'm like, I'm so not cool right now.
1: It's like texting, but not. On the computer. On the computer. It was plugged into the wall. And there were these things called away messages. And you would discover so much about a person by their away message and their bio. Absolutely. You would know who was going through it, who had the song lyrics put up there, (laughs) Who was in a relationship with the initials and the heart? I was more. I I was not much of a AOL Instant Message chatter. I like the chat rooms. I like to get into the chat rooms. And-
0: America Online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. What was your screen name?
1: A <laughs> childhood nickname that uh, it. <laughs> do I re- really? Yes! I have.
0: <laughs> You show me yours and I'll show you mine. Mine was Magenta716. <laughs> now, yeah. Do you know who Magenta is? From Jim, right? No. The cartoon. Oh, no. no. That, that would have been way cooler. No. The pink dog from Blues Clues was named Magenta. <laughs> And and <laughs> it was a boy dog. Come to find out, which I don't. No. I don't judge, frankly. Pink and blue, whatever. Come to find out years later, magenta was a boy dog, and then of and course blue was the
1: girl dog. Yeah,
0: but then when people are reading it, they're like, magen magenta,
1: and I'm like, no, fucking serious. It's a color, assholes. Magneto, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so, fair. You named yourself after a I Blue's did. Clues character. My, My child at uh, heart. I always have been. I love it. I love it. You are pink and you are sparkly. I like, am. <laughs> It tracks for me. <laughs> What's the 716 significance? Because that's not like your birthday. No, that used to be the area code. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Mine was Linzoid, L-I-N-Z-O-I-D, <laughs> without any numbers. That's how fucking old it was. My family's big on nicknames and stuff yes. like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was my mom or my dad or whatever. So it was it was Linzoid, And then they would shorten it just to Zoid sometimes. They'd you know, <laughs> call up the stairs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got in trouble at one point and I had to delete it. That was probably when I was lying and saying I was older than I was and sneaking out to meet boys. So I think they made me delete it. And then when I came back, it wasn't available. So I had to add numbers to it. So, yeah. (laughs) So, the big
0: opening line when you would log into these chat rooms would be ASL, which stood for age, sex, location.
1: And I would lie every time. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other way when dealing with strangers online? That's true. Mm -hmm. I'm a tall bitch. I'm I'm cut from the Amazonian cloth. I'm 5'10 and built like a fucking Viking. (laughs) What's that TikTok audio of like, I'm not skinny, I'm not fat, but I will burn your village down or whatever. Or how about the, (laughs) I want to be
0: strong. Like bull, (laughs) so I could beat the shit out of bear and woods. I don't know what it is, but it's this beefy woman doing push ups with freaking dumbbells. And I'm like, oh my
1: God, you're amazing. You
0: probably eat me,
1: (laughs) club me over the head, drag me back to your cave, ma'am. But I would lie and say I was like, Little and petite and, you know, five foot two and strawberry blondes. You were the original
0: catfisher with no pictures.
1: Yeah, that was back before you had digital cameras and stuff, so I could lie.
0: The original catfisher.
1: That was all fine and good until in eighth grade, I went to model UN. (laughs) I was representing the great country of Japan from my school at Model UN. And the boy from another school that I had been chatting with on AOL was going to be there too. And we met up and it was a very humbling moment as I could see his face fall when he realized that I was not who I said I was. So other than this Model UN boy, (laughs) do you have any other
0: experience Being a catfish or being the victim of a catfish?
1: No, lesson learned. Not going to do that again. This fucking hurts. So I... (laughs) And then with the rise of digital cameras and cell phones and stuff like that, it kind of... You had photos of yourself more readily available than you did when you were in eighth grade going to bottle you (laughs) in.
0: Very true. I feel like people are more familiar with the show Catfish that's on MTV right now than the actual documentary, which is where it all started back in 2010. Neve and a couple of his college buddies were trying to find this woman that one of his friends was in a relationship with, and they met through MySpace. So just oh. goes to show that MySpace is... MySpace, the root of all evil. Basically. <laughs> and... <laughs> spoiler alert... He was catfished, but uh, I'm not going to tell you exactly what happened, just in case you do want to look up the documentary. It was really interesting because in 2010, like that wasn't really public.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a common thread or anything like that. You really hadn't heard about that. I didn't even know it was a documentary. I just thought it was a TV show series. There was also a guy that played football for Notre Dame. I
0: think his name was Manti Teo. Did you ever hear about that? He was catfished. And oh, that was a pretty public.
1: yeah. hmm
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't remember the dates or the details of that. But thankfully, I was never catfished, nor was I a catfish myself. But I had a friend (laughs) whose brother, we'll call him Joe, to keep his identity private. Joe met a woman on MySpace and entered into a relationship with her. It was a long-distance relationship, which I think added to the mystique and also ease of which to fool him, since obviously it's not like she lived around the corner. She told him that she was Italian. We'll call her Victoria. They talked every single day. This was a legitimate relationship as far as Joe was concerned. Then all of a sudden, as Catfish do, she kind of dropped out of sight for a while. Couldn't get a hold of her. And when she came back, she told him that she had been in the hospital because she had leukemia.
1: Why?
0: <laughs> Which is, as we know from the show Catfish, big, huge, major red
1: flag. I mean, are you faking medical records and stuff like that to pretend you have an oncologist and all of that? You're starting to get super deep into this fantasy world.
0: Exactly. And somebody like Joe, who has this huge heart, Mm -hmm. you know, he's saying stuff like, where are you? I want to send you flowers. And, you know, she gives him the name of a hospital and he calls the hospital to find out what room she's in. And there is no such patient. He actually ended up... Showing up at her apartment, somehow figuring out where she lived. She <laughs> never came out. She sent her sister out to talk to him. Ooh. It was a lot more convoluted and there was some online sleuthing that I was helping my friend with to try and support Joe. You're very good at that. I am. thank you. It's one of my many gifts. <laughs> yeah uh-huh Harriet the
1: spy. <laughs> oh
0: mm-hmm. that's an entire show unto itself. But yes, and come to find out that Victoria was not Victoria. And, oh, I did forget to mention how Twisted... Not only did she say she was Italian, but she had an Italian accent. Like like serious commitment. Sorry, I forgot to add that in.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. How do you even fake an Italian accent? Do you just watch... The Sopranos and Goodfellas a lot.
0: I don't really think those are legitimate Italian accents. <laughs> those are New York Holly, City accents. Holly,
1: Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> to us Midwesterners, it's the same fucking thing.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you
1: Jersey. If
0: the Jersey and the Staten Islanders and the Long Islanders heard that from you right now, they would not be happy. But anyway. What are you going to do about it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Forget about it. i S- walk walking here. <laughs> See, I can be a fucking Italian catfish.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so Victoria was not Victoria, and Victoria turned out to be a very large African-American woman that did not go by the name Victoria. <laughs> hmm. uh, I felt so bad because Joe was so devastated because he thinks he's talking to this woman for months and months and developed feelings for her, and then...
1: Sending him pictures and stuff like that? Like, yes. she... Yes, like stealing somebody's pictures. I believe and pretending it was somebody... to be
0: a model. Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, because of course the pictures were stunning. So it was somebody she went to high school with.
1: How bad must you feel to not even think that you, being you, would attract a partner or that anybody would like you? Little sad, little sorry.
0: Well, the the psychology behind it. If you watch the shows, I mean, Neve tries to be a <laughs> amateur psychologist meeting with these people, but. Yeah, people aren't happy with what they look like and might be going through depression or might be going through something and just Mm -hmm. looking for some sort of outlet. And it ends up hurting people. Yeah. So the moral of the story was don't date people you meet online and haven't met in person. And Joe ended up finding the love of his life and getting married. But for a long
1: time, he was very wary of people, which is too bad. Totally understandable, though. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would trust anybody after that. It'd be like, I'm going to need your blood type. I need a sign note from your therapist and your birth certificate and like 900 photos from all different angles, please and thank you.
0: <laughs> a blood sample, your social security number, three digits from the back of your credit card <laughs> and a sacrifice of a virgin in a volcano. Thanks. I think the general consensus is that MySpace, although fun at the time, was kind of like a gateway drug for catfishers. I kind of missed out on some of that. Honestly, I don't think you missed out on much because (laughs) To Catch a Predator was raging, I think, at that point. 2004, Chris Hansen. I love that show.
1: Oh my God, I love that show. (laughs) so uncomfortable watching those men try to explain why they have condoms and alcohol and zip ties in their car. Yeah. So
0: To Catch a Predator started in, oh, it was like an offshoot of Dateline. And Chris Hansen and this group of people were pretending to be underage between 13 and 15 and talking to adults and then meet me at this location. And there'd be cameras everywhere. And then Chris Hansen would come popping out of the closet and be like, what are you doing here? And the guys would be like, with a
1: handful (laughs) of wine coolers and condoms. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. The smart ones turned and ran. The dumb ones sat down at the kitchen table and and had a conversation. (laughs) Had some lemonade and cookies. (laughs) (laughs) And then were promptly escorted out by the police. Did they get arrested? Is that okay? I couldn't remember if that was. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Secret Life
0: of MILFs. Please show us some love by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and
1: TikTok at Secret Life MILFs. If you would like to be featured on a future episode, share a secret anonymously or not so anonymously, shoot us an email over at The Secret Life of MILFs at gmail.com. Tune
0: in next Monday, every Monday for. Mondays. 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 <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> milk my Milk. Mill <laughs> Mill Mill Oh my